I'm going to also, this week, for the first time in a long time, and... Are you? And see the difference between 2020 Dave and 2005 Dave. And I challenge you to join me. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. (laughs) You do not want to see... In this week's episode, we dive into the Glen Farkless 15-year-old single malt Scotch whiskey. 15 years old? That, that's what, 2005, Nick? Good year. Good year. Good. Yeah, we're going to have a little look in depth at what we were up to in 2005. We will indeed. And as always, you can stalk us on our social media platforms <laughs> at Whiskey and Things Podcast on Instagram and at Whiskey and Things on Facebook and Twitter. And as always, please do leave a review on your favourite podcast platform. You know, cheeky five-star rating does yeah. us no harm at all. You don't need those stars. We're heading up the charts as well, so it really helps. Number 11 in Singapore. Number 11. 11. You're listening to the Whiskey and Things Podcast. We go up to 11. With Dave Giles and Nick Kent. Good evening. This is Whiskey and Things, episode 18. I'm Nick Kent. And I'm Dave Giles. Good morning if you're listening in the morning. No. Good afternoon if you're listening to the afternoon. The evening thing. If you're listening to this in the morning and drinking along, then... Uh, well, Co- Corey Ashton does in Australia, mate. Oh, of course. Yes. G'day, mate. <laughs> G'day, Corey. <laughs> that was a bit of a throwback there. We haven't spoke to Corey for a while, so I hope you're doing well. Anyway, Nick, talking about doing well. How are you doing? I'm all right, but you look well. Looks like you've caught a bit of sun, mate. I've been out camping this week, Nick. I've been down to Dorset. Dorset? Yeah, all the way down on the south coast of England, for those of you who don't know England, and been between Weymouth and Durdle Door. Durdle Door? Uh, camping, walking along the coast. Durdle, it's amazing, mate. I'll post some photos. It is stunning. Mm. Durdle Door is like one of those cliff things with the big gap it's amazing it's it's stunning coastline might have been there did a 16.6 kilometer trek on one day and then it got hot the next day so we sat on the beach hang on you've been out walking i have mate i know i know you've always shied away from that no i haven't yeah certain stag dudes we've been in the past or 30th birthdays and stuff you kind of stayed in the pub boy a bunch of us kind of went hiking over hills and stuff like that no 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 no. let's let's make that clear (laughs) right I wasn't the only one. There was a group of us. We didn't stay in the pub. We went for our own walk, which was a reasonable walk for the amount of equipment we had, bearing in mind it was April and snowing at the top of the mountain. Uh, so I think that was perfectly justified <laughs> that we didn't take on the mountaintop when I didn't have the equipment, I didn't have the right shoes. And Dude, I'm just... Simon just, can... I, I didn't mean to touch a nerve. I was just uh, go- well, going on uh, I, some memories I had, that's all. I'll have you know that I have climbed Snowden. Did you come up Ben Nevis? You didn't, did you? I wasn't invited. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, no, I was invited. That was the same, but I shied away from that because the same guy had eight different stag dues. I'm not going on all of them. It was, and he's a musician and he chose the busiest weekend right. of the calendar. I, 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 right. so, sort of, wow, we've got yes. off to a great start, haven't we? Hey, Dave, yes. wasn't the live show fun on Sunday? Um, with our patrons. Oh, yeah, mate, it was stunning. Stunning, wasn't it? Absolutely amazing. Went yeah, the after hitch. party was great as well. House, the, the after the, house party, the, yeah. Uh, the after house party, or, you know, I won qu- chips and guac. Ch- oh yeah, the chips and guac. Can you Amar was dancing on the table. Couldn't believe it. He was. Um, he was. Brother was doing backflips. Rich was belly dancing. Yeah. it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, we haven't recorded it yet, of course, because it's that's it's Friday. <laughs> it's Friday at the moment. But, uh, but if that now doesn't happen at the after party, I'm going to be really disappointed. Yeah, 
Thank you to uh, We've had a few new people sign up this week to Patreon, so thank you for those of you who have. We hope you enjoy our live show. Yeah. Or enjoyed the live show. And uh, all the other goodies that you get by being one of our Patreons. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, yeah. For one, you know, a goodie everyone gets is um, our whiskey chat, Dave. So shall we crack on with this week's Oh, that's whiskey? a great idea. Do you like that? That's a yes, segue yes, there. Yes. Do you like that? That was beautiful. That was a, I'm getting better at this. It's like you're a pro. Whiskey bots roll out. This week's whiskey. What we got, Nick? It's a Glen, mate. We've got Glen Farkless, 15-year-old. Glen Farkless. You told me what this was meant last week, and I've forgotten. Valley of the something grass. Green grass. The green yeah. grass. Yes. Wasn't he a character yes. in the show, Green Grass? He was. Was it, was it one of those last of the summer Heart- wines? Or was it Heartbeat or Heartbeat, yes. It was Heartbeat, wasn't it? Yes, yes. He's got a valley named after him. Green Lovely. grass. Green grass. Green grass. I don't know if that was the accent of the uh, of the uh, place, but there we go. We'll go with it. We'll go with it. It's a space side, very space side, in the heart of space side, you could say. A proper space side. Proper, mate. Yeah, it's been around forever. It's only two miles from the River Spey itself. Um, founded in 1836. Good year. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it well. I Feels remember like it. it well. Um, yeah, but- the great lockdown... <laughs> of 1836. <laughs> hey, just times haven't changed, have they? <laughs> no. Yeah, you can just really no. relate. Right, this is then, this is now, to quote my own song. Anyway. Yeah, you do that. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. oh, Maggie. <laughs> See, she knew. She did know. Yes. She did know. In 1865, this was bought by a fella called John Grant. Yeah, and it's been owned by the Grant family since 1865. Yeah, since then, funnily enough. And they're now in their sixth generation of ownership. That's really weird. Do you want to know why I think that's weird? Yes. Otherwise it'd be I a opened, pretty rubbish show, otherwise. I opened this up and was already doing my sniffing whilst you were giving our history. Yeah. And in, in my head, I wanted to say, this smells like Grant's blend. Well, it is the same family. There's probably a load of Glenn Farkless in the Grant's blend. So so my nose picked up on the yeah. on the family of whiskies. Yeah. All the Grant's range are blended. So they're um, multiple whiskies, single malts and, si- and single grains. So a load of different distilleries put together. That's why it's a blended whiskey. But the, um, the single malt they probably use is this because it's owned by them, as it were. Interesting. Yes. But um, that's the thing. Like, it's been owned by the Grant family. And the first one I read that, I thought, oh, isn't it nice that, you know, the same family have had it the whole time? It hasn't been yeah. bought by some massive company. But yeah. they are a massive company, you know. Even though it's the same people, they own a lot of other, a lot of other drinks. Um, another member of the Grant family started Balvenie. Oh wow! Okay, just down the road. Obviously, Grant's Monkey Shoulder. That's another one of theirs. Wow. Yeah, they own Tullamore Dew, DEW, As Irish whiskey as well. Yeah, they're, they're not just they're not stuck in no. Scotland. Hendrix, that's one of theirs. Sailor Jerry. Oh, there's loads. There's loads. So you know, even though it's not like a big company like Diageo or whatever. The Grant's family. A conglomerate. Yeah, but, you know, it's the same family from years ago. I like that, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, uh, have you got any more history for us or can I get on with my nose in? Not really. Um, just the Glen Farkless. Um, they have six huge copper pot stills, like a few of the biggest ones in Speyside. And they make so a lot a of whiskey. it's a pretty big distillery. Yeah, I mean, the warehouse um, holds, or well, at the moment the warehouse has 68,000 barrels in it. Wow. Yeah. What? A lot of whiskey. But they got 40-year-old. That's their oldest one. So, you know, they got a lot of whiskey aging for a long time. I wonder how much a 40-year-old 
one of this would be. Well, one of their um, reserves was eight and a half grand. I was looking up earlier. But you're talking for maybe a normal size bottle. Oh yeah, yeah. We can. Like, you Whoa! Get, you get a fancy box with it with some hinges. Yeah. So yes. Mm. So here we go. This is a forty-six percenter. It's about fifty quid, which isn't bad value. I'm getting band aid on the nose. Are you getting band aid again? Plaster. Yeah. Are you getting that? Not really. First aid kit. No, I'm getting um kind of a malt date loaf kind of vibe. Mm. Fruit cake. Christmas cake. I'm not, not, yeah, a little bit. I'm, it's more, to me, it's more first aid kit. It's a single malt, so it's 100% malted barley. This is the first one, I think, which we've had, which hasn't been aged in ex bourbon, I think. This is 100% okay. European oak, ex Oloroso sherry casks. Any Swedish oak? Afraid not, mate. <laughs> no. All right. No dense so Swedish gonna, oak in here. I'm going to get, get tasting, stop sniffing, get sipping. Yeah. Stop posing with the nosing, Dave. Do you want to know my first impressions? Yes. This is my least favourite whiskey we've done. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So I think this is very similar to a lot of the other Highland ones we've done. You know, that fruitcake vibe. It's definitely denser, very strong mouthfeel. Mm, interesting. I'm not saying it's bad, Nick. It's just not... Oh, no, it's not bad. It's where it fits in our list. We're now on our 18th whiskey, and I wouldn't put this in my top 10. I wouldn't put this in the top 15. You're not getting any, like, raisins, walnuts? No. Oh, there's a walnut. There's a walnut. Stop pointing at my head when you say that. <laughs> it's more of a peanut. <laughs> more of an egg. Yeah. Uh, I'm not getting much. I'm not. I, I am getting a fruitcake vibe. Yes. But it's not, it's not one that's making me go, oh yeah, I'd, I'd love that. Have you got any water um, with you, Dave? Because apparently water brings out a nice sweetness to this whiskey. I don't. And get some. Should I get some? Do you think that's a good I idea? Think, yeah, try it. Well, obviously. All right. Let's try that. Back. He's back. There he is. Is there um, is there a is this a com- fairly common trick to to bringing out flavours or a fairly common trick with Denser just enjoying whis- enjoying yeah. whiskey more? Yeah, one it can take a little bit of the edge off it if, uh, yeah. if it's a bit overpowering on the alcohol, but also with whiskies which are quite heavy, if you drop drop some water in there, the oily notes separate out and actually go to the top to the surface. So the next swig you have will be just this intense flavour of whatever right. is bound to those oilier notes and compounds in the uh, in the whiskey. Yeah, it's it's definitely a little bit sweeter. I'm getting a bit of smoke in this. It changes it a lot. It does change it, is it sweeter. a lot. Yeah. It's completely different texture as well. It's really weird. Yeah, it is. See, it's kind of, it's, again, a bit lighter, I think, obviously. Yeah. It was watered yeah, down yeah, a bit, yeah. so. There's only a little dash of water, but it does make a massive difference. And there's a strong one as well. There's 46, well, stronger. It's 46%, so not your standard so, yeah. 40. So you can afford to bit a bit of water in there. I'm getting a lot more of the fruitcake vibe when the water is added, and it's pleasant. Mm. That's a lot more pleasant as a drink and a drinking experience than what I had with the... with the. This is similar to the... the, the that the, 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 was it the Mictus or the, or the few bourbon that you needed to add the ice to to get the flavour to, to really enjoy? That was the few, yeah. Yeah. I, this this is similar for me, I think. I, I'm now enjoying this. That's really nice. Yeah. Everyone finds their little uh, little thing. Be a bit of ice, be a bit of water to enjoy it how you want it. You've told me in the past that adding ice isn't always a good thing because it can numb your taste buds. Well, yeah, your tongue is best used at room temperature. You don't right. taste cold things and hot things as well. That's why, like, if you buy a slush puppy and you just go for it, 
you can't taste the flavour after two minutes because it's yeah. completely numbed your tongue. I like um, the, the finish of this. I, I enjoy the finish of this whiskey. I did. I, I, the finish wasn't too bad before I added the water. It's just, uh, it's still not in my favourites of ones we've done. And it doesn't mm. mean it's bad. I'm just, because we've drunk some really good whiskey. I think that, I think it was more case probably we've been spoiled for choice. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm now expecting a certain standard. Be interested in what happens when we do Jameson's at the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> we start shooting it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, I really like this. I don't like Christmas cake, but this does taste like Christmas cake and I, I'm liking it. It's, it just well, feels I'm, comforting. You know, cold night outside, have a glass of this. It's warming. It's warming me a lot. Would you spend 50 quid on this though? No. That to me well, seems pricey for, for this. Well, I'm looking at this, right, and I see it's about 50, just over 50 quid. For a 15-year-old, I would, you can get a, a Lagavulin 16 for about the same price, and I would probably lean towards that. Yeah, understood. You know me what too. I mean? But again, everyone likes different things. People don't like PT stuff. Maybe this is right up their street. No, yeah, I think I think if you're not a PT fan, then I would definitely try this. Mm. But yeah, it's not it's not my favourite, but not bad as well. Not bad. Not my favourite, not bad. Is that good enough review for you? I'll take it. I'll take it. Interestingly, Nick, 15-year-old. Yeah, so it might have been bottled around 2005. Good year. Just get the things over with. 2005, 2005. Mate, great year. Still great had a year. glint in my eye. I was still young and enthusiastic. Yeah, I remember. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of people may not know this about you and I, Nick, but we met at music school. We did, yeah. Uh, and... We were, in 2005, that's where we were at. We were in the middle of our degree. We were slap bang in the middle. Yeah. Slap bang in the yeah, middle of our yeah. degree. We'd done a one-year diploma and then went on to do a degree. In 2005, I, I kind of feel like this was the start. This is the point where everyone started thinking about what they were going to do after after their degree. Right. And we'll and we'll come on to, we'll come on to that in a bit. But I had a I had such a good time at uni and at music school. Not just we learnt so much, and we all became so so much better, and we made so many great friends. I mean, look, you and I still doing this. Simon having eight stag do's. Uh, <laughs> Simon Carnell, he might come up later as well, actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but we, yeah, we, we we did. We we got some great friends, but great experiences too. And um, I was looking through my photos because you know how I have my Dropbox with every year. Yeah, we have a different. Uh, Don't I know? All it. organized. Don't and it's, I know? It's wonderful. It. Yeah. And I thought, I'll have a look, see what happened in 2005. And uh, one random thing came up from uni. And I think it just sums up the uni experience for us. And it was Beardstock. Now, when I say sum up the uni experience for us, we went to a, a college where there was predominantly men. Yeah. Because that was, that was unfortunately the way the industry was. We didn't go out to clubs. We just would sit in one pub, which was the local pub to the college, and, and we just sit there and talk and then there'd be a jam night every now and then and that would be it. Mm. And I, on one of these nights, someone said to someone else, I bet I could grow a better beard than you. This is such classic, stupid behaviour. Yeah. I'm trying to, I think I know who, which two people that probably would have been. So this was our friend <laughs> Jay Ledger. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> and and Duffy. Do you remember, do you remember Matt oh, Duffy? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Who used to live with us, right? Yes, yes, yes. And they had a conversation about who could have the better beard. From that, this is the kind of ridiculous thing. I think at the time I'd been reading Danny Wallace books. Uh, so you had Yes Man, Join yes, Me, yeah. all those kind. Yeah, exactly. That kind of thing. Just stupid projects out of nothing. And so I just went with this. I was like, right, we're going to have a beard off. 
<laughs> and suddenly there's about 40 of us who are sh- going to clean shave the next day yeah. for charity and grow a beard for a month and have it and see who, see who com- comes up with the most. And we raised about 800 quid for charity. Yeah. I didn't clean shave though. No, you, you didn't. I didn't uh, for a reason. Would you like to uh, tell the listeners why I didn't clean so, shave? But, but before we get onto that, I just want to point out like, these days, uh, both of us have got fairly healthy facial hair. We can grow facial hair fairly quickly. I hope so. I'm 55 years old, Dave. You know, about, Mate, back, about back, time. It was hilarious how bad we were at growing facial hair back there. You and I were not in the game. We didn't get close to winning any awards. No, no. I, I mean, we did better than Simon Carnell, who lost uh, <laughs> and got the wooden spoon. He actually won a wooden spoon. <laughs> yes. But at least he took part. But yeah, Nick, Nick uh, refused to take part completely because he, he just joined a punk band. And shaved his long flowing blonde hair. Yeah, I looked like He Man. I had a great big blonde mane. It was quite quite impressive. And um, he changed to a, to his mohawk and got dyed it blue, and also a blue goatee. Yeah, I had a blue refused. goatee at the time because I wanted to be really edgy. And um, you know, like Slash has his hat. Um, Dimebag <laughs> Daryl. Has his- <laughs> yeah, Dimebag Daryl had a purple goatee. beard. So I'm thinking, yeah, that's how people will remember our band. Yeah. <laughs> Not the really talented kind of girl singer-songwriter at the front, you know, owning it. No, they're going to remember the bass player with the blue beard. How wrong was I? That's Whatever. amazing. It was fun. That is amazing. It was fun. Yeah. But yeah, I so didn't yeah, clean shave because of that. So I had this brown matted beard around this blue goatee. It's horrific. Hilarious. I will share these photos on our Instagram page at oh, some good. point this week. Wonderful. I'm glad we didn't have a guest this week. Jesus. Well, just, just, just for my own amusement. And that's all that counts. Uh, yeah. I'm going to also... Clean shave this week for the first time in a long time and grow a beard for a month. Are you? And see the difference between 2020 Dave and 2005 Dave. And I challenge you to join me. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. (laughs) You do not want to see this face clean shaven. I really do. No. You used to look... You used to, Mate, oh, I put on half man. a stone in the last, like, three weeks because my... Who leg, hasn't? No, but I was losing weight because I was jogging every three days. No, three times a week. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I reckon you, if you're going to do it, because we had one lady do it, Sophie, and she yeah. grew her armpit hair. So why don't you shave your armpit hair and see if you can grow longer armpit hair than she did? That's interesting. So Sophie, <laughs> just so everyone knows, Sophie was the only girl on the guitar course on our year yeah in, in, in our year yeah um so and she wanted to join in as i said it was very very mal mal dominated thing which i hope isn't the case anymore um but that's just how it was back then uh, and she mucked in like everyone like and it was amazing what she did so yeah actually, you want me to shave my beard and my armpits and see which is longer yeah, and your head as well you're getting a bit fuzzy up there mate oh, okay just right. saying. okay so I'll, I'll just pick everything shall i yeah just pick the lot I'll just go and get some V and put it over all of me and yeah, just, get rid of the arm hairs, get rid of all of it. Yeah. Anyway, I, I just think that story of Beardstock was, uh, we call it Beardstock because obviously it's music related, was, is, is, you know, reminds me so much of uni and what we did there. And funny, the I remember the playing, um, you know, and the jam nights and stuff. Yeah, but, but it was the other the other side of it. I mean, you know, we, it all came out of the King's Arms and, and the fun, the final was at, at the King's Arms. The King's Arms is a pub that's no longer there anymore. It got turned into flats, of course. Uh, but, you know, we, we, had, we had that great era for, mm. for you and I of so socialising in that one pub, having had a hard day's work of practising and playing great music with, with good people. Yeah. For some reason, the thing that pops into my head from the King's Arms was when I was playing with... 
was in like this Rage Against Machine tribute or cover band with a few of the tutors. Terry Gregory was headlining or whatever with his band. Um, with Sean, with yes. Sean Baxter. Yes. And right, the, so these, these were kind of the advanced. Oh, fusion, ridiculous players. The daddies, the daddies of players and yeah. they were heads of the course and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I don't know, it had this kind of like sensei Yoda moment with me because I kind of was sound checking and stuff. Or well, before I was like, oh, I wish I'd changed my strings. These are really old and stuff. And he kind of just looks at me and goes, it's going to sound great. It's going to sound great. I thought, oh, I've got old strings, you know. When it came to the gig, went up, plugged into his amp or whatever. I don't know what it was, but they sounded brand new. I don't know what it, <laughs> like it either brainwashed me or he had some magic preamp or whatever but my strings which are old just sounded brand new and you know i'm just thinking what does he know what does he know that i don't this man can teach me so much <laughs> oh man we, we we had great teachers we had uh, great fellow students and a great time yeah and i and uh I'm, I'm glad we did it glad we did it can't go back nick can't go back can't go back but, um we, we'll talk a little bit more about 2005 later on shall we yeah why not Let's see what the whiskey god has to say about this Little ditty of a whiskey, shall we? Whiskey? God. God. God, you there? Oi, pal. Hello. God, I think you would have loved what I did this week. I was sitting out under the stars, drinking whiskey. It was delightful. There was a comet in the sky. It was amazing. We saw the international space. I had the best time. You ever been camping, God? Never. The appeal of squeezing yourself into one of those tiny canvas houses... I'll never understand. When I enjoy Earth's great outdoors, I manifest a grand RV, complete with an offset smoker, whiskey cellar, and a walk-in humidor. That's fancy. That's like no RV I've ever heard of. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I saw some good RVs this week, but none of them would have had a whiskey cellar. Mate, a walk-in humidor. Ooh. Amazing. Tell you what, God, just stop telling a story. Stick to your territory, which is whiskey. <laughs> Tell us about this Glenn Farkless 15-year-old single malt scotch whiskey, will you? <laughs> Glenn Farkless 15. On the ice. Slightly dark, but golden amber. On the nose. Very inviting. Think of fruitcake or candied pecans. A brightness that can be described as lime citrus, green grapes. A complexity or bite coming from aniseed, ginger, or new red apples. There is a cake or pastry note as well. On the palate. Huge multi notes. Even minty. Like that of the 12-year-old variety. Those nutty fruitcake notes on the nosing are now present, but more caramelized and deeper in the mouth. Nuttiness and that pastry again. This tastes young for a 15-year-old, but is very, very comforting and somewhat exciting. On the finish. Sweet citrus and cocoa, almost like a slice of Terry's chocolate orange. Minty with spices, which seems to be a motif within the Glen Farkless range, medium in length. Overall, 
typical of Glenn Frockless offerings, this is an exciting and deep take on your typical Glenn-type scotch. Reminds me of Macallan 12, where you have a spicy depth beyond the sweetness of the Highland Go. I suggest a bottle of Glenn Farkless 15 if you want to hear a different story from a scotch of this region. Glenn Farkless 15. Ta-ta. Well, there you go. Terry's Chocolate Orange is something I picked out of that. You getting any of that? Christmassy? Terry's Chocolate Orange? You just found it in your in your sack or your, your stocking? you know what? Now he has said it, I, I can get that. Yeah. Yeah, oddly enough. See, I mean, I've, got, I've still got it with the water in, so I'm not sure if uh, mm. if it would have been that without that. But for sure, there is a definite hint of Terry's chocolate orange in it. That's amazing. Everyone loves that it. is amazing. Oh, before they changed them, it had like a bit through the middle. It was almost like an orange flake, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. amazing. That was the bit. So good. You had to get to the flake first before anyone else. I'm impressed the God knows about it. Terry's chocolate orange. Mate, he knows everything. He invented Ikea. Uh, yeah, of course. He invented course. Ikea. He probably invented the RV. <laughs> um, he knows Glenn, who invented whiskey. You know, it might just be a pseudonym for him. I, I don't know, you know. Yeah. But uh, there we go. Anyway, um, thanks, God, for the uh, for just sparking that little bit of a, a memory in Dave there. We'll hear more from you next week, God. Thank you. <laughs> Hey Nick, I want to talk more about 2005. Oh yeah, we can't we kind of mention we kind of mentioned it earlier, but you very like I have a very distinct memory oh, of yeah. coming to see you play at the Astoria, your first gig with Tat. It was underground. It was the Mean Fiddler, but it was in in that complex. Oh, it was in the complex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it being a real game changing moment for you because, uh, as we made a reference to, you were He Man. And then you became punk man. Well, no, I'd certainly, you know, you just kind of get into a vibe of whatever music you're playing or whatever, you know. Um, yeah, I got asked to join a punk band, so I, you know. Joined a punk band? Yeah, joined a punk band. I dyed my hair blue, cut it short, because there was a bit of a scene. It's just what you do. You kind of play a role a little bit, don't you, when you get into certain music, especially at that age. How old, how old was I then? 23. 23, I think, yeah. But you became the first one of us to have something seriously going on. I mean, Tap was... Uh, Fairly established already. They'd supported The Offspring, I believe. Yeah, they did Reading the year before. Yeah, and so you were joining this band that already had a bit of a following. There was stuff going on. Uh, had some great musicians in. And and you ended up that year doing some really cool stuff. It wasn't just a, oh, here's Nick with his new image. It was, here's Nick. Oh, by the way, he's going to play Donington this summer. And uh, was, was it Donington? Yeah, Download Festival. Yeah. Download. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Within a year, you were doing download. It was like, what the hell? Like, yeah, we, we, we were, were touring. All, a we bunch. were just students. Yeah, but my my grades suffered. Just saying, I remember seeing like my grades going way down when I started. But you know, I'm glad I did it. Um, but the thing is, all the all the tutors were like, yeah, you got to go do it. You know, you got to go do it. Um, Mate, completely. When I, I had one opportunity, I had one thing that happened when we were studying, which was working with Nigel Polesford, the guy who made my first album. To, to play guitar on a on an album with a singer called Emma Holland, you were briefly in that band. I was and briefly. Uh, this was this was <laughs> this was two thousand and five as well. It was because you left to join Tap. Of course, yes, yes, yes. Oh, of course, yeah. I had my long hair yeah. before. Yeah, I remember that. I so remember. so I you know, and at the time I was like, "Bah, you're made a, making a stupid mistake here." But you had you didn't at all because the Emma Holland thing ended, and you end up doing some amazing things. But the one thing for me was I get to, I took six weeks off 
uni to go and do make this album with Nigel. Right. And I learned loads. And I remember the head of our course, Sarah Raybould, said saying to me, I sat down and went, look, I, I kind of want to go and do this. And she looked at my grades up to that point. She went, you're doing fine. I wouldn't be doing my job properly if I stopped you from doing this because we were doing a popular music degree. It was about performance. Yeah. It was, she said, you're going to learn more doing that than you will here. And, yeah. and you know, I, I think we caught those courses at the right time because we didn't have to pay a ridiculous amount from them. The, the costs had gone up. I don't think I could justify it now. It was like a grand a year, wasn't it? It was. It wasn't that much money. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't that much money for for what we were for the level of tuition we were getting. Yeah, I'm sure that I had complaints about it, but so you're right. You you had to go and do this thing with Tat, and and yeah, you, know, you end up touring America four or five times a few years after this. But tell us more about download. Everything came from that, really. I mean, yeah, 2005 we did download. We did the smallest stage, but it was still a lot of fun. Um, we did the Snickers Bowl stage. Nice. There's only like three bands on it the entire day, and they were meant to have skaters kind of skating in front <laughs> of us, and all that, but it was it was awful because there wasn't any skaters in it. Um, the, the crowd, <laughs> the crowd was miles away. So if you think about a skate bowl, like we were like on one edge of it, and then all the crowd were kind of up the other end of the skate bowl in oh just my seating, God. and we we're meant to be this punk band jumping around you couldn't see us there was no cameras you could not see us apparently the sound was great yeah all right um that's what everyone says the bass could did have been simon, a bit louder simon did simon come and simon was our roadie yes our friend I simon, knew simon was involved but check this out simon right we had an old post office van which we toured in which we removed a load of the seats in the back so it was like four seats i think but like single so i was sleeping on a single like car seat basically. Simon brought an airbed, an airbed mattress, which he sprawled out and took the whole area of the back of the van. Yeah. Ah. While the, the roadie, the band, we had to still sleep in the seats, but he brought a duvet, pillows and everything. Is like, you're right there. There wasn't any room for two in it. It was just him. <laughs> Unbelievable. The talent didn't get anything. Oh my God. I guess he's just smarter than me. Maybe I should have done that. But yeah, Simon was there. But it was great. It was a good lineup on that show as well. Black Sabbath, System of a Down, Feeder, Garbage, Velvet Revolver. I nearly ticked the box that every musician wants to tick, which is taking a slash next to slash. So I went to the loo <laughs> and it was those like porter cabin or like in the trailer ones. And he was coming down the steps as I was going up. I had to, I had to you know, allow slash to come down. And I thought, Fuck, just missed him. He might have been having a poo but I would have had a slash next to slash. But um, it was a fun time, you know. Um, who else was there? Slipknot were there. And this was back in the day where it wasn't widely known what Slipknot looked like. There was always just the masks and it was still a bit of mystery. So I remember being backstage. Because we were playing this, you know, playing the festival, we got a full weekend pass. So we could just enjoy it and all the parties. But every time I'm kind of looking around thinking, is that, is that Corey Taylor? And then is that Sid? Is that clown? Can't work it out, you know. <laughs> you know, and our, our tour manager at the time was like, no, nah, it's not him. It's, he hasn't got the right tattoos, you know. <laughs> Just trying to work it out the entire time who was who was Slipknot backstage. Spot the Slipknot. Yeah, spot the Slipknot <laughs> member. But it was so exciting. I loved it. And as well, funny enough, Motorhead played, which I was glad because that's the only time I got to see Motorhead. Nice. And it was their 30th, they're celebrating their 30 years at that point. And 
Yeah, it was good. I got to see Lemmy. The only major festival I ever, ever played was with my old band, the Rileys. Yeah. And we played, do you remember Guildfest? Yeah. It used to be yeah. one of the bigger festivals. Yeah. It wasn't a huge festival. But it was definitely one of the bigger ones. And Motorhead played the year we played. So we, we saw Motorhead when we played there as well. So I, I also have a, I've shared the bill with, with Motorhead. All right. We can both claim that. Well, it's funny with, <laughs> with those festivals, you know, you all say, oh yeah. Because I think we did the Saturday, which Black Sabbath were on. So they called it Ozfest. So nice. I'd say, yeah, man, yeah, we were on the Ozfest bill. No, we fucking weren't. I'll bleep that out. <laughs> no, we weren't. Anyway, mate, good good memories, good times. Can't go back. But yeah, but from that Love band, it. I've met a load of people who become my lifelong friends, you know. Yeah. Dean, who was on a few weeks ago. Um, yeah. Bunch of people. Anyway, anyway, good year. And I hope we do more of these good year features. I hope this has been interesting for people. Tell us about but, 2005. What are you doing in 2005, listeners? Yeah, let's yeah, get in contact. If you can remember 2005, as far back. If you were alive, no, you'll be alive. Yeah. If you're at Download that year, if you're one of oh, the that, three people who watched my band that year. Man, that would be amazing. I bet it? it was Carla. Carla James seems to have been everywhere that we were. <laughs> yeah, she was probably watching The Used on another stage, I reckon. But Yeah. Anyway, good good segment. Like it. Yeah. Let's go to a sting. You're listening to the Whiskey and Things podcast. Another week, another show. Um, we've got a lot of cool things coming up. So uh, it's beginning. hopefully this is about to get very exciting. Thank you for, for being with us up to this stage. And yeah. if you're new, then welcome. Uh, and uh, Hope you're enjoying it. It's, it's going to get interesting. Anyway, have we heard from anyone this week, Nick? Probably. Let me get my phone, Dave. <laughs> So we every week we do ask people to send in their tasty notes, and uh, we we had our good friend and Patreon Jeff Whiskey uh, send us some notes, his own notes he for did. the game far far class. He did. Do you want to read them or shall um, I? I think you should. You read these really well. So, uh, well, let me see. I've got my glasses on. Glen Farkless are renowned for its heavy sherried style, and is only ever released with natural colour. That's the thing. A lot of uh, whiskey companies do put colouring in because it's more aesthetically pleasing a lot of the time. I didn't know that. Yeah, to have a darker whiskey. But it's also as well so they can um, kind of make all the whiskey uniform in colour as well. But Glen Farkless wow. don't do that. Yeah. Um, the aroma instantly lifts from the glass like a fruitcake, slightly burnt at the edges. Oh, I like that. He has, such a, he has a nice way of phrasing these describing things. He? Yeah. he does, doesn't he? The dark fruits are at the front of the taste with a brown bread savoury note blended in there. It is a real rich sherry cask whiskey that leaves a strong and longing sting in the mouth. I, yeah, I've got that I, When sure. I added water, I was going to say that this does taste more like sherry. Right. And that would make sense. Did you know up to 60 to 80% of the flavour of the final whiskey is thought to be gained from the cask it matures in? Did you know that? I did know that. I feel that. like that's something you would know that. I don't, I don't know where I found that out, but the Google machine told me that once. And I've, <laughs> I wrote it down without saying where it came from. I've just had it written down as a note that at some point yeah. it will, it well, will it come. Well, it depends how long it's been in there, um, what cask it is, you know. Yeah. There's so it's, many variants. Je- Jeff likes rating his whiskey. What did he give this one? He gave it a 17 out of 24 Jeffs. Nice. I'm just imagining Jeffs running around there, little ones. <laughs> Playing havoc, trying to open all the whiskeys up. Any yeah. final comments? Yeah. The grass is greener here. Nice. What's his verdict? See what he's done. Yeah, I, I like see that. what he's done there. So cheers, Jeff. Thanks for sending that in. Anyone else has tasty notes? What are we doing next week, Nick? What whiskey are we up on next week? We're doing another Glen next week. Another Glen. I know, see. Populous Glen, isn't he? Mate, you wait. 
Your whole life. Two Glens turn up at once. <laughs> Don't know. Don't know, mate. <laughs> Glen Kinchy, 12-year-old. So younger than this one. Yeah. What is Glen Kinchy? Where, where's this the valley of? Ah, uh, I did look this up. Stop testing me. <laughs> Just saying. It sounds like kimchi, which is that weird, like, lettuce thing people put in jars forever and ever with like a tomato sauce spicy marinade glen kimchi it's not but yeah that. i know what you mean <laughs> no you don't according to the google machine yeah oh yeah the name kimchi is a corruption of the quincy yes the origin the original owners that was it so so i guess it's uh glen of the quincy's yeah it's the people who own it they're glen yeah oh you know what i did find out this week no. Last week, of course, we had the Mac Mirror, and um, we found out that Sweden, Sweden recycles up to about or around about 95% of their glass. And you asked me how much we do in the UK. I did. Oh, this is going to be well, I put that into the Google machine, didn't I? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the UK recycles around 50% oh, my of its God. glass. I was expecting it to be a lot lower, <laughs> to be honest, but it's still not amazing, is it? Still nowhere near 95 no, it's just different attitudes up there, isn't it? Recycle your whiskey, whiskey bottles, please. Recycle yes. your whiskey bottles. Yes, you don't, you don't need them. You don't need them. So, anyway, another show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, everyone who's got in contact on social media and who continues to support the show by sharing uh, or commenting or reviewing. Yeah, appreciate all it. those things. Yeah, we're we edging towards it twenty. It we're edging towards twenty. We do, we do like edging. So uh... <laughs> you can always tell a good lawn by its edging. Yeah. Oh, there's been a lot of comments on the cows as well, by the way. Us as cows. Loads of talk about us as cows. But anyway, that's for another time. Yeah, we'll talk about that next week. We will see you next week. And uh, take care of yourselves. Enjoy your whiskey and each other. Cheers. Thanks Thanks for coming. coming. Whiskey and Things has been brought to you by And Things Productions.